You're listening to the Good Samaritan Anglican Church Podcast. The following sermon was recorded at the Good Samaritan Thanksgiving service, November 26th, 2019. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Therefore, I tell you, Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, going back in time just a little bit, maybe 500 years, on September 8th, 1565, Pedro Menendez de Aviles and 800 Spanish settlers founded the city of St. Augustine, in Spanish, La Florida. And soon they were ashore and they had a landing party and celebrated what God had done with a mass of thanksgiving. They were Catholic after all. And afterward, Menendez laid out a meal to which he invited as guests the Indian tribes who occupied that site right on the the coast of Florida. This was the first community act of religion and thanksgiving in the first permanent European settlement in North America. And it took place just 300 yards north of the Castillo de San Marcos, which you can still see today. And this event is commemorated today by a 250-foot-tall cross that is at the site of that that first Eucharist celebrated by Europeans on North American soil. Now, in recent years, there has been some debate among historians as to whether this is and should be considered to be the real first Thanksgiving in America. Because those of us who come from the North, and my parents live in Plymouth County, Massachusetts, are very close to the place where, you know, 56 years later, the pilgrims came across the ocean and had the first English uh, Thanksgiving. It was after Jamestown, but it was, you know, Jamestown might have been a Thanksgiving too. In truth, all of these are examples of a European custom which is deeply rooted in the Christian faith. And that is to give thanks to God at the time of the harvest and after being delivered from significant danger and trouble. And that's exactly what happens to those Spaniards under the direction of Menendez. That's exactly what happens to those pilgrims who settled in Massachusetts under the direction of Governor Bradford. 
It's exactly what happened in Jamestown. In all of these cases, these people of deeply Christian faith paused to recognize how God had taken care of them through their sea journey and had delivered them onto this soil and had blessed them. And they did the same thing that their mothers and fathers had done for generations before. They gave thanks to God, just like they did at harvest time every year, and just like we do even still today. James, as we read today, is a very good reminder of the importance of recognizing the source of every good gift. James says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. What an important lesson to remember. What an important thing to grasp onto in our lives. As good things happen in our lives, even in the midst of bad things in our lives, how important is it to stop and recognize that God is the giver and source of every good gift? Every good thing in our life is a direct result of his providence for us. Every good gift comes from God, even when it appears to come from somewhere else, like our own skill or from the hands of our employer. God is still the giver of every good gift. The part of Psalm 65 that we, uh, that we didn't read tonight, I'm going to read for you now, because it's a recognition of this provision of God. It says, You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water, and you provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy and the meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. God makes it all happen. God makes the plants come up out of the ground. God waters the earth with rain. God gives us the strength to be able to labor in the fields and produce the harvest. All of these things are good gifts of God. And thus, God is the one to whom we should give thanks daily for the daily ways that he blesses us and provides for us. Remember what we pray in the Lord's Prayer every day, give us this day our daily bread. It's a recognition of the fact that God provides that daily bread for us on a daily basis. So if he's providing for us on a daily basis, how much more should we on a daily basis recognize those good gifts of God and give him thanks? Perhaps when we sit down and eat a meal, perhaps when we go to bed in the evening thinking back on all the ways he's blessed us in that day. There's a wonderful prayer and morning prayer in the Book of Common Prayer that many of you I'm sure are familiar with. It's a general thanksgiving and it just sort of in a beautiful way sums up all the general ways that God has blessed us and provided for us, and watched over us, and cared for us each and every day of our lives. We see also from James that our God is dependable. Not only is he the giver of every good gift, but we also remember that with him there is no variation or shadow due to change. How many things have changed in your life since you were born? A lot of things have changed. Things change all the time. 
Think about the, the telephone that you used when you were a child. Is it different from the one you use today? I had one of those. I had one of those with the, the dial on it. Things change so much, but God is an unchanging God. With him, there is no variation. I didn't have one of those. <laughs> with him, there is no variation or shadow due to change. And what that means for us is that if God provides for us today, we can trust that he will be faithful to provide for us tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. Because he's an unchanging God. He's the same God that he was when he created the universe so many years ago. And he's the same God that he was yesterday and he will be the same God tomorrow. There is no variation or shadow due to change with our God. This also means that his love for us never changes. His provision for us never changes. We can trust that we are always just where we need to be when we're in his arms. And that's a comforting thing to know. And yet, we forget this sometimes, don't we? We forget that he is such a good God. We forget that he's always the same. We forget that he provided for us all those days up till now and he will tomorrow. And we get worried. We get anxious. We forget that God is the one who provides and we take that burden upon ourselves. You do still have to work. That, that's a part of it. But God provides the work. It's not, you know, it's not just sit back and, and the money pours in. Uh, but God provides for us abundantly. And so when we take the burden of provision on ourselves, we start thinking that it's all up to us, when in reality it's all up to God. And that makes us anxious. Or we strive after the things of this world, searching for happiness, searching for meaning, searching for peace. Jesus' words this, this evening remind us to set our anxieties aside. And he tells us that when we get the first thing first, the right thing first, when we focus on him then he will give us everything else we need. But when we focus on the things of this world, when we focus on trying to be providers ourselves, then those are the things we're seeking after and we'll constantly be anxious. And so we have a decision to make, whether to trust in ourselves and take the anxiety that comes with that, or whether to trust in God, the giver of all good things. When we focus on God and his kingdom, everything falls into its right place. And so Jesus says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Isn't that comforting too? To know that our heavenly Father knows what we need? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you as well. As these provisions fall into place, we need to remember to turn back and give thanks. This is a key factor in finding happiness and contentment in our lives. Brother David Stendhal Rast, who's a, a Catholic monk uh, and a, a TED Talk speaker, said in a recent TED Talk, what is the connection between happiness and gratefulness? We all know quite a number of people who have everything it would take to be happy and they are not happy because they want something else or they want more of the same. And we all know people who have lots of misfortune, misfortune that we ourselves would not want to have, and they are deeply happy. They radiate happiness. So it's not happiness that makes us grateful. It's gratefulness that makes us happy. 
That's a pretty profound thing if you just sit and think about it for a moment. It's not happiness that makes us grateful. It's gratefulness that makes us happy. And so when we get focused on the things that we don't have, we become ungrateful and we also become unhappy. When we focus instead on the things that we do have and the ways that God has provided for us and blessed us, and when we focus on the things that our Heavenly Father knows everything that we need and so what we have is actually exactly what we need, then we can just rest in that and find peace and happiness in the fact that we are grateful for what God has provided for us. Some of you uh, may remember an old hymn. And it says, So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, for God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. When we get discouraged, that's exactly what we need to do. We need to start counting our blessings, counting all the ways that God is providing for us, all the ways that God is caring for us. And when we do that, we start to well up that gratefulness that puts our heads in the right place, puts our thinking and our hearts in the right place. And so if you're convinced that your happiness lies in something that is out there, beyond the horizon, somewhere over the rainbow, you'll never be satisfied. But if you trust in God, and trust that what he has given you is exactly what you need for this particular moment in time, then we can just rest in the arms of our Father, rest in gratefulness for where he's brought us and how he cares for us. Following the sermon at this service, we invited people to take some time to share some of the ways that God has blessed them over the last year. And so now I invite you, take some time to reflect on the ways that God has blessed you, and share those blessings with someone you care about. God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving. This has been a production of Good Samaritan Anglican Church in Middleburg, Florida. For more sermons, sermon notes, and information about our congregation, please visit www.goodsamaritananglican.org sermons. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please subscribe and leave us a review with your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. God bless you.